Oh, he's knocked him over. Tim Payne's bowled. Butler provides the breakthrough again. He's in sensational form. Tim Payne dismissed from Bartlett for the second time in the match. And Tasmania are on the ropes. They're six down. Oh, he gets a short one. He swats it away on the onside. He's running after it. There's going to be a chance. It's going to get there. It will. 100 to Michael Nisa. It is a very warm welcome to our third edition of the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis and joining me as always, it's a very warm welcome to you, Robbie McKinlay. Hey Matty, great to be back mate and uh, yeah, g'day all our listeners and thank you so much too for the wonderful feedback from you guys we've had over the first couple of weeks, a few episodes. Um, we got to three that's two more than I said to Matt we'd get through. But anyway, we're going okay. So it's good fun. But um, looking forward to a big show, Matty. Yeah, a brand new segment on the show today. And I I understand, Robbie, you have collected the mail. Matt's mailbag, a brand new segment. And thank you to everyone who's getting those postcards in. And I dare say there'll be more filling in. We might need to get a couple of bags. But, Robbie, you, you selected the very best of what we've got yep. so far. I haven't seen it yet. I've been on the road. I've been out in yep. Forbes and Ningen and all sorts of places. Mm, yeah. And uh, looking forward to what's in that mailbag this evening. Now, um, let's kick things off with – oh, sorry. Also, I should mention we're going to be talking WBBL this evening yeah, as well. Yeah, it's getting close, mate. It's, it's getting oh, close. Oh, it's so close. It's very exciting stuff, the WBBL, one of the highlights of the summer – but another highlight of my summer, Robbie McKinlay, and even better if you've got KO or cricket.com.au feeding into your electronic device, how good is it to have the Sheffield Shield back, Robbie? Oh, it was brilliant. It was, it, obviously, the um, two games played and done and dusted. Obviously, New South Wales and Victoria, they'll play that one a little bit later just with some COVID um, isolation stuff, particularly with the Victorians. And also because, you know, they just have not been able to get the training in like the other states have. So great decision there by Cricket Australia to um, put that one back a bit and make it, if we can, have it a bit more level of playing grounds, a field. Yeah. So happy to do that. So, But, oh, the cricket, I think I'll kick it off, Matty. Um, the Western Australia, didn't they have a good win over the Sackers? They really enjoyed this one. And um, it's just... I, it was a highlight package right throughout the whole game. Obviously, the, the star player who was named man of the match was Ashton Agar, but Matty, Western Australia, obviously, uh, with runs on the board, uh, five for 481. Um, you, you know, that, that sets yourselves up beautifully. Josh Inglis, 153, 26 boundaries and three sixes, Matt, in that inning. So that's that's over, um, we, gee whiz, what's that, 25, 25, Oh, just to me, Matt, he's gone about 120 runs in boundaries. So that was uh, not too far off front of ball. Ashton Agar, 114, just the nine boundaries. And a couple of your boys that you mentioned last week, I know you're a big Cameron Green fan. He made 56. Sammy Whiteman got 65. Cameron Bancroft, 46. Yeah. Sean Marsh, 31. That is a all-round contribution in that big score. And can we say the young man you mentioned on the Cricket Library Weekly last week from the Vatican, 
the Pope himself, Lloyd Pope, five <laughs> wickets on the opening day. Gee, I love that, Robbie. I don't know if you know, I, I, I may not have mentioned it enough, but I do love leg spin bowling and the Pope was in town. Oh, he did. He, he was at his uh, best. Well, and it was an interesting spell, Matty. Normally, if you, if you bowl 27 overs and you go at a run a ball, 6, 6.07 he went per over the Pope. Did not bowl a maiden, but he was aggressive. The batsmen were aggressive. It was just great cricket to watch. Five for 164, but any time you take five wickets in a first-class class match, Matt, you're not going to be too um, faced about that. So well done to Lloyd Pope. That was good. But he was the only bowler to take a wicket. Incredible. Uh, because, uh, yeah, WA declared it five for 481. So, um, yeah. But, but And then South Australian reply, Matt, got away to a great start. One for 180. Things are going along nicely. Uh-oh. All out for 314. Yeah. And one of your favourites uh, grabbed a five for there. Yeah, one of one of my men, Ashton Agar, AC Agar, for those that prefer 1990s style referencing to their names. I think that came up in the commentary actually in the uh, Queensland Tasmania game. They were mentioning middle initials. I think when good when Marnus brought up a milestone. So it's good to see that that's becoming a bit of a a discussion point of how we reference our cricketers. But Ashton Agar. Very impressive, five for 103. And the man born in Borkhamhills Hills but came to WA via Queensland, Cameron Gannon, three yeah. wickets in his first upstart for WA as well. Yeah, we spoke about him last week, didn't we? And I can't get a connection with Sam Gannon, who played three test matches for Australia against India in the late 70s when Bob Simpson came back to captain um, the Green Caps. But yes, but that was that was all good there. And then basically, WA went out in the second innings. Then Maddie and hey, Sean Marsh, a runner ball century, one hundred and ten not out of one hundred and eleven balls. Uh, Cameron Bancroft, seventy one. Yeah, that yeah. Went with his um, nice little knock of forty six in the first innings, they declared oh, what did they said. I think they said them three hundred and eighty three to win. Um, and well, you know, they didn't get close really. South Australia again. Uh, knocked over for 177 in 83 overs. Travis Head made 54, Matt, which is good. Yep. But um, they lost their last four wickets for eight runs. And they, in the end, it was a 205-run victory for the Sand Gropers. Yeah, it was. Uh, a couple of other talking points. We all love the backyard battles going full scale. Where's Agar v... Ashton Agar, I thought that was that was exciting to watch. Uh, Jake Weatherall notching a ton at the top of the order. That's he's always good to yeah. watch, isn't he? And and Sean Marsh, as you mentioned, when he's in good nick, he is one of the most beautiful players to watch. Uh, Sean Marsh, he, he he just looks the goods. And I understand uh, young a young New South Wales cricketer. Uh, Robbie sort of looked up to young Sean Marsh I did. when he was coming through. So young Ollie Davies from the Sydney Thunder uh, talks about Sean Marsh being a bit of a, a role model of his. So uh, great to see Sean Marsh in the runs there and a win for WA in that one. Now, the other game, Robbie, this was this was a really good game of cricket as well. The Tasmanians up against Queensland – and runs on the board for Queensland really getting the job done for them. They only needed to bat once. 
Yeah, they did, and bat they did well. But Tassie probably blew their their best chance in this game when they won the toss. They sided the bat, but um, knocked over for two hundred and fifty. Ben McDermott seventy four um, just keeps putting his name up there. Ben McDermott, he just stays about. Bo Webster, he's a bit of consistent performer. Bo Webster, he got a half century, but uh, another one of your favourites in the first class scene, Michael Nisa, five for thirty two and. Matt, what do you know about a young Xavier Bartlett who took four for 58? I don't know a great deal, actually, Robbie. Uh, four for 58, very impressive returns for him. And someone that I'm going to be keeping a pretty close eye on, uh, Robbie. Do you, do you have any backstory on, on Xavier? I don't either. No, I, I don't either at the moment, um, mate. So I was sort of, that, that might be just jot that down to a little bit more homework again for us. So we'll, um, I'm sure one of our. Um, Perhaps it might bob up in Matt's mailbag next week with a little bit more information about Xavier Bartler, but four for fifty-eight. I do know. I, I do know his middle initial starts with a C, though, Robbie. Just for those that are dying to know, XC Bartlett, uh, <laughs> a former Australian under nineteen rep, but uh, yep. not a lot of intel coming out of the cricket library. But uh, I think this is going to be a little bit bit of a pet project here. I think I think we'll get our research team onto this one and see what we can uncover about the great, or hopefully the future great, XXC <laughs> Bartlett. Uh, and just in that tag innings, just for uh, uh, Tim Payne, the Australian skipper, missed out with four. So um, then Queensland came out and, as we said, that they did. Manus Labashane, 167, a brilliant innings. Michael Nisa, he took five for 32. He's come out and he's made 121. Jimmy Pearson, one of the most underrated cricketers in the first-class scene. Nice little 67 from him. Bryce Street, now, I know he's a <laughs> favourite of yours, Matt. He, well, he, he, he certainly um, he didn't scorch it, but a nice 54 off 182 rocks sort of set things up for the other, that middle order to come in and up the ante. And Matty Renshaw, run out for 48. Matt, have a look at the run out. And Matt will be disappointed with himself. An easy single. He got caught between ball watching, dodging the bowler's uh, run through, and then just went two sideways. If he had just made high-tailed it to the other end, he would have got there easy. In fact, just looking at the replay, he might have been a little bit stiff to be given the old uh, index finger from a direct hit. But anyway, that's cricket, Matt. Couple of interesting uh, bowling figures just, that come out of that inning. Just too. before we go on, um, now Bryce Street, Robbie, he was very patient in his innings. First one hundred balls he faced, absolutely chanceless. Fourteen not out. Then, <laughs> after the luncheon interval, he raced to thirty three off one hundred and thirty three. So. He's gone he, – he had 19 from 33 since facing 100 balls and then, of course, uh, went on to make that half century. Setting things up – and when you're batting with someone like Marnus Labashain, it, it doesn't really matter if you're a little bit behind the strike rate because that won't bother someone like Marnus. Marnus will just continue going about his business and the wickets are being kept in hand by Queensland there. So I really – I just have a lot of admiration for someone who's patient enough – to just hold their nerve and just stick to their plan and execute it the way that uh, Bryce Street did in that innings. Oh, look, Matt, that's right. And that's the beauty of the four-day game. 
we've still got the role for that type of player. And, you know, when, when they get on the, the wickets that might be doing a bit more, a guy like Bryce Street who can, you know, knock, chew up some overs at the start while the ball might be doing a bit, uh, yeah, they've got a great role. So, well done. He's, he's very early days in his career. He'll, he'll, he, that strike rate of his will gradually progress up higher and higher, Matt. So, yep, no, all good there, mate. Um, now, not, I, and I'm, I know, I don't think you're related to the man Nathan Ellis, three for 99, <laughs> by far the best of the, uh, the bowlers from Tassie. And the one that was interesting for me, Matty, Riley Meredith, uh, one for 162, sort of almost Shane Warne like figures in his first test against India, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a little bit better than Warney's first test there. Ravi, yeah. Ravi Shastri's double ton. I'll never forget that. That was no. impressive stuff uh, from Ravi. But uh, Warney certainly improved from then. But, yeah, Riley Meredith, there didn't seem to be a lot of assistance for him there. He was he was bowling quite quick. But, um, yeah, not, not getting the assistance yeah. that, that he'd probably like there uh, in that one. Um, Bo Webster, a couple of wickets as well, which is good to see. Yes, and um, I thought then, of course, Tassie, Queensland, he only had to bat the once. Tassie then had quite a big task, trailing, for, trailing by about 280. Queensland um, were pretty confident they wouldn't have to bat again, and that's exactly how it panned out. Tasmania all out for 220, but Matt, 129 overs that innings lasted. I think they went into the last hour still with three wickets in hand, but in fact, it got down to, there was under eight overs left when the, when the final wickets fell, but... Mitch Swepson, Matt, uh, yeah. you love your leggies. I'll allow you to um, just heap a bit of praise on his figures. <laughs> oh, well, I, I love seeing leggies dry things up and 22 maiden overs. That's more than I bowl in most seasons. Uh, 45 overs, four for 66 from Mitch Swepson. Really like the way he's going about his business at the moment. And and Marnus, doesn't he just know how to chime in and yeah. play a role in this team? and? As he gets more control over those leg breaks, he is going to become even more invaluable than he already is in the Australian cricket setup. Well, Matt, interesting. I, I listened to um, Justin Langer speaking on Melbourne Radio um, during the week, and he's, he complimented Marnus. Not, obviously, we all know how much he loves batting in the nets at practice and during the game, but uh, Justin Langer was um, heaped praise on him the amount of time he spent bowling his leg spinners. And he, oh. he is a smart young man because he'll have a massive role to play for Australia. If, if, if Marnus can bowl 10 or 12 overs during a day, even up to 15, that's a good chop out for the quicks. And every time a fast bowler comes on, it means they're going to be fresh and fast and dangerous. So, yeah, Marnus, oh, I, 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 look, I reckon I'd get enjoyment out watching him feed his cat or his dog. Yeah. He just does everything. He's <laughs> just so good to watch, isn't he? Oh, he certainly is. Now, um, just a quick stat, Robbie. Uh, Andrew McGlashan from Crick Info tweeted this one out. Yeah. Uh, it's been 10 years since a player has scored 100 and taken a five-wicket haul in the same Sheffield Shield match. No way. 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. So you're going back to Jeez. Mitch Johnson, 121 for WA. 121 not out for WA against Victoria, followed up with six wickets uh, back in November 2010. March 2010, Stephen Smith, 100 and a lazy seven far uh, against South Australia in Sydney. And then A.A. Nofke, 100 not out and seven wickets uh, for Queensland 
against Tasmania in Brisbane back in 2007. So they're the most recent ones. But Ashton Agar and Michael Knees are adding their names to that list and uh, incredible stuff in the opening round of the Sheffield Shield competition. And Robbie, we're going to be um, getting ourselves sorted for the next round coming up, 19th of October. I'm excited um, and – one of the things I'm really excited about is the delay in start time. So 19 <laughs> October, we've got we've got WA playing New South Wales, 10:30 a.m. local time, and then South Australia v Tasmania, 11 a.m. local time. And you know what that means, Robbie? There's no break. <laughs> Non-stop cricket. <laughs> you, you can effectively get yourself set up well and truly. Uh, Get yourself um, – now, this is some IT tips. I don't. We don't have an IT tips segment on the show, but if someone was to write into Matt's mailbag and ask a question, I'm sure we could help them. But, Robbie, a high-definition multimedia interface cable, some might know it as an HDMI cable. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it can be plugged into the back of your television uh, to your computer, and if you've got KO or on cricket.com.au – you can watch it on the big screen, as big a screen as you've yeah. got available. And we've got two games on at the same time. This is just this is just a magnificent time to be a Sheffield Shield cricket fan. So I'm really looking forward to that, Robbie, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking about those games. Very keen to see New South Wales in action for the first time. That'll be a really good test for them against WA. Yeah, a lot to like about the Blues squad, uh, particularly before test match cricket starts. I know there's a few away in the IPL. But uh, Mitch Stark's one that interests me, and there's a lot of young talent there. Um, yeah, just you know, we both love the Blues, uh, being New South Welshmen, and yes, yeah, so that's Monday, Monday the nineteenth, starting, and of course South Australia and the Tasmanian Tigers, um, both those sides coming off defeats, and gee, you wouldn't want early days be the first team to drop two games in the Shield because it's going to be pretty red hot at the top. Certainly is, Robbie. Looking forward to both of those. It's time now for a bit of a break. We'll. Give you a taste of a haiku poem. This one is called It May Do a Bit Early. I think you'll like this one, Robbie. Mm. Win the toss and bowl. There is some juice in the deck. Colours got blown off. Covers got blown off, Robbie McKinlay. Has that ever happened in a game you've been playing in? I, I have seen some mysterious things happen with covers, Matt, and uh, particularly in two-day cricket. Uh, from one weekend to the next, funny old things can happen. Local showers is the, probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sometimes accidentally and uh, sometimes, well, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know how. Oh, I forgot to put the pegs down. <laughs> yeah, the old the old uh, pegs not not staying mm. in their spot, or uh, the old um, wheelie bins getting yeah. over. All sorts of things can go wrong with the covers, but uh, thankfully, here at the Cricket Library Weekly, we are talking about the WBBL now, and hopefully, rain won't intervene too much in that. And let let's start having a look at. The reigning champions, Robbie, the Brisbane Heat. In fact, the reigning back-to-back champions. 
Brisbane Heat. Actually, you're, you're dead right too. They are. They, um, all right, who have they lost? Beth Mooney's a massive loss, and Sammy Joe Johnson. So yeah, like they're two big losses, particularly Beth Mooney. Gee, hasn't she had great? Uh, well, doesn't matter if she's playing domestic cricket or international cricket. Um, Nadine Kirk in, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, Nicola Hancock, another one from the Stars, and yep. Georgia Redmayne from the Scorchers, a, a really good player, Georgia Redmayne. So, oh look, I think they're going to be they're going to be, I think, in the mix again, no doubt about it, Matt. But um, take Beth Mooney out of the side, and it, it's a massive loss. Oh, you could bank you could bank plenty of runs uh, with Beth Mooney in your team, couldn't you? She certainly has delivered the goods continually for the Brisbane Heat. So. Uh, that's that's a huge loss for them. Um, did you mention the birthday girl? There's a player in the Brisbane Heat. I think had a birthday this week. Robbie, are you you aware of that? Oh, I am not aware of that. No, you love your birthdays. Yeah, so young Amelia Kerr uh, had a birthday during the week, and uh, no secret, she's a favourite player of mine. Oh, um, leg spinner. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, actually, oh, she is. Yeah, she is a leggy. Oh, so wow. Uh, expecting big things from her. In the WBBL now, how about the runners-up from last year? How, how do you like the look of how they're building for WBBL this summer? Which of course would be the Adelaide Strikers. Yeah, um, the Adelaide yeah, Strikers. Yeah, not a lot of movement there. The only thing I'd say once again, and I think they have lost the best, one of the best cricketers in the world, Sophie Devine, also gone to the Scorchers. If you don't mind, but we'll get to them shortly. Uh, that's a big loss. She, she's a very good T20 cricketer, Sophie Devine. Um, look, Susie Bates will stay on as captain, her um, Kiwi colleague. Uh, Mickey Penner and Laura Walvold from the Stars. A bit of a change around the Stars. Uh, Matty Penner's a good player. Yeah. Um, La- Lauren Winfield, of course, is, uh, is it gone back as the English replacement player. So, um, But the Strikers, again, just like the Heat, when you lose one of the world best in Sophie Devine, I think it's going to put just, it's, it puts a lot of doubt around this season that someone else is going to have to really stand up. There's so many good players still there, like obviously Susie Bates, Megan Schultz, um, Talia McGrath, Stefani Taylor, hopefully she can yeah. come out and have a, you know, re- regain a bit of that form that she had, um, you know, early days with WBBL. And Katie Mack's another one. Yeah, Cricket um, Library so- podcast fans would be all over Katie Mack and be watching her very closely. Uh, very talented young cricketer, and could be a big, big year for her. Um, can I just say, Laura Wolvart uh, really yes. impressed me in the World T20. The way she's striking the ball yep. uh, is absolutely top shelf, and I, I think uh, she could be someone who really has a breakout year in yep. the WBBL. She's playing at the Brisbane Heat, and I don't think we really got to see the best of her. As my microphone yep. falls off the microphone stand, this is live podcasting here, folks. It doesn't get any <laughs> rawer than better. this. Uh, and then um, the next team on our list, Robbie, I reckon let's have a look at see one of the semi-finalists. Let's have a look at the Renegades. What do, what do you reckon here with the Renegades? All right. Melbourne Renegades, uh, Tammy Beaumont and Danny White are massive blows for them out there. You'd see Danny White's going down to the Hurricanes. Yeah. Along with Erica Kirsch. So that's a good one. Anna, Anna Lanning out. Um, she was an injury replacement for last year. But in Lizelle Lee uh, from the Melbourne Stars, she's just whipped off the uh, town there down in Melbourne. 
Um, yeah, well, they, they, look, I thought they did really well to get through to the semi-finals last year. Of course, they've got the one of the real mer- emerging stars of um, Australian cricket, Sophie Molyneux, yeah. Georgia Wareham. Gee, a couple of just uh, delicious bowlers there. Maddie just bowl that slow left arm leggy. Amy Sapperwaite, she will be the captain for New Zealand. I rate Amy Sapperwaite so high. Uh, such a good-looking left-handed batter. Um, yeah, and Leah Tahua, another Kiwi who likes to come in and Good, and another one there that's maintaining a spot in the side, all the way from Gold Gold Public School, which is down near Wentworth, Mildura, McKinley Bowes. Um, her her mum her is the principal down there at Gold Gold Public School. So, yeah, just great to see. Hopefully she gets a little bit more opportunity this year. And, of course, who could forget Molly Strano oh, yes. um, and Jess Duppin, who had a great year last year as well. Yeah, now, Molly Strano, didn't she capture everyone's attention in that Women's World Cup in the celebrations afterwards wearing Katy Perry's <laughs> shoes? Um, back back years ago, um, the yeah. Big Spirit WNCL team put out uh, a pre-game video of Molly Strano doing some interpretive dance at the gym as a bit of her warm-up routine. So she really is a bit of a live wire, a bit left field. I reckon she'd like this program, actually. I think she'd fit the niche of a yes. cricket, cricket library listener. Uh, another one in, in, in there as well, young Maitland Brown, who spent some time in the Australian squad in the recent series as well. She's she's one to watch also. Um, now, the other semi-finalists, Robbie, uh, the Perth Scorchers, we've already mentioned oh. a couple of the names that are going there. They're looking pretty good. Oh, well, look, apart from they lost Meg, Meg Lanning. If you lose Meg Lanning and, and uh, Nat Seaver as well, yep. you'd think, oh, dear. But when you get in Beth Mooney, Sophie Devine, um, yeah, it just struck away the top of the water there. It's just bringing so many runs, so much experience. Um, I think they can uh, certainly be semi-finalists um, and probably they've certainly gone all out here. They're probably a little bit disappointed, I guess, if um, they didn't, you know, really go all the way. Amy Jones, another one of the English imports, a very good player. Gemma Busby, I love the way she plays cricket. Yeah. Nicole Bolton, of course, he spent quite a lot of time over in uh, the ACT um, and uh, also um, from around the Riverina. And Chloe Paparo, another very good player. So, Maddie, I like the look of the Perth Scorchers. I reckon they're going to get the – they're going to have the tag of the favourites. They're probably going to have to contend with that a fair bit. You know, there will be a lot of those sides and the underdog against them, but um, I just look forward to watching them play. Yeah, um, they, they'll be a very entertaining side. Now, Robbie, uh, you were calling the WNCL final last year when Chloe Paparo yep. lifted the WNCL Ruth Pretty trophy. Um, how much do you think that 50-over uh, form and, and some of these girls that play together in the 50-over form coming into the Scorchers uh, – how does that help them? Well, first thing up, they, they got great exposure and great confidence out, out of what they were able to do last year at the North Sydney Oval, take home that the trophy for the first time for a long time. Um, yeah, and what the thing really struck me about watching that WA side um, last year was the, uh, the just the talent and their age. They're all very athletic. They're, they still haven't played the best cricket, Matt. And yeah. so this is going to be the thing. You throw Beth Mooney and Sophie Devolving with those and girls, and their cricket's just going to go through the roof. So, yeah, they'll be a very exciting team. They're going to have a very bowling attraction. I'm a big uh, tax, sorry, big fan of Piper Cooney. Um, yeah, so 
uh, onwards and upwards for uh, the Perth Scorchers. They might just go one better this year than the semi-finals, Matt. Yeah, I think so too, Robbie. And a, a team that uh, missed out on the finals last year, seven wins, seven losses, the Sydney Sixers. On paper, I look at this Sixers list and I think, oh, my word, this is a very, very impressive Oof. cricket team. I'm just looking through that now too. And, um, gee, and they've added a couple of um, – well, how did Lisa Griffith leave the Thunder, Matt? Oh. And they've pinched her across town there because – Right out of our Thunder Territory. That, uh, that one hurts a bit. Ange Riggs, now there is a good pickup from the Stars, a, a sensational um, a person it, on the field and off the field. But, yeah, you go for it. Elise Perry, yep, Alyssa Healy, Ash Gardner, Tick, um, Cap from South Australia, Dane Van Niekirk, South, South, not South Australia, South Africa. <laughs> South Africa, come on, Robbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it just keeps going. Aaron Burns, Stella Campbell is just on the rise. Yeah. Matty Dark's the same. Oh, Jody Hicks, they're all there, aren't they? they Cheetle. Um, oh, and now we've got to mention this one, young Emma Hughes from uh, St. John's College and the Macquarie Cricket Club in Dubbo playing oh, for course. the Sydney Sixers. She hasn't debuted on field yet, but part of that squad and really looking forward to seeing her hopefully get the opportunity to to get on the field in, in WBBL. Yeah, it'll happen, Matt. Um, and because particularly this year, with uh, it's such a condensed season. I think at one stage, yeah, I think Sydney Thunder might be playing six matches in nine games. So oh, wow. players are going to have to be rested and managed. So, yeah, anyone who's in the squad is going to get to play some game time, I would have thought. No doubt about that. And now, can the Thunder, can the Thunder emerge and and move their way up the ladder? They were six last year, five wins, eight losses. A very young team, the Thunder. There's a lot of of players there that are still developing their games. But, gee, there's some exciting prospects in this Sydney Thunder lineup. Yeah, absolutely, Matty. And I I think um, if you look at it, yeah, look, Rachel Priest will be a big blow um, heading down to the Hurricanes. Um, Going to miss her opening the batting. She, she's been very good there and her, and her wicket-keeping. So it's just a great game for the Hurricanes. Of course, Alex Blackwell and Renee Farrell have both retired, but we'll see plenty of those girls in the WBBL because I think you'll hear a lot of them in commentary um, boxes right throughout the whole series and, and various different networks, which is going to be fantastic to get their insights. Hey, Rachel Haynes, captain, great form. I love the way she played in the um, against the Kiwis in the T20 and the ADI matches. A uh, couple of very good pommies there, Maddie, Tammy Beaumont, and Heather Knight. Yeah. Sam Bates, just love her left arm off his. Um, Hannah Darlington will be one of the most improved players this year, I believe. And Sammy Jo Johnson, what a good get that one is from the Brisbane Heat. That's a great um, So I think they can look, and let's, just continue to watch the emergence um, of Phoebe Litchfield as yeah. she continues, her and Katie Peterson, these likes. Plenty to look forward to. Rachel Treneman, uh, who she impresses at opening bat in the WNTL final. Um, a Sydney Thunder on the right track, Matt. And um, yes, of course they can win it. Yeah, absolutely. We we can say that as unbiasedly as we possibly absolutely. can. <laughs> <laughs> now, a few ex uh, Thunder players have uh, down at the Hurricanes. Uh, some big ins. You, you mentioned Rachel Priest going down there. Naomi Stalenberg going down there as well. They picked up Erica Kershaw from the Renegades. Yep. Um, let's have a look at this squad. Nicola Carey, Taylor Vlamanek, uh, Hayley Matthews from the West Indies. 
Some yep. good. There's some good gets there for the Hobart Hurricanes. Yeah, let's hope Taylor of Lamanek can have an injury-free season. Matt, because probably one of the quicker bowlers going around. Um, Nicola Kerry, I, I think she'll be in for a really good year as well. So, hey, Maisie Gibson, um, another one of your, I, I believe, another one who's appeared on the Cricket Library. Yeah, Belinda Vakariwa. Um, yes. I, I like the prospect of her and Vlaminet going all guns blazing oh. with, with the new pill. Yeah, same here. I'm really excited about that. I, of course, Belinda, a New South Welshman uh, originally, but just seems to be finding a niche down there in Hobart. And, um, yeah, I... Look, I hope that she, they find a few wickets with a bit of juice in it because they'll be pretty unfriendly on that, uh, Matt, if we get those paired together. But, um, yeah, the Hurricanes, they finished seventh last year. Um, they're going to need a big year out of Rach Priest and Nicola Carey, I think, yep. if they are to um, to push into that top four. So, um, yeah, they've got the job ahead of them, the game, but they are, one thing about anything, any team that comes out of Tasmania, uh, they'll fight it out right to the end. And they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, definitely. And the Melbourne Stars, how are the Melbourne Stars tracking at the moment? Well, the most interesting uh, recruit for them for the year, I think, the coaching appointment of Trent Woodhill, which is yeah. just outstanding. I think there's, there's no secret with Meg Lanning coming back. Um, with Nat Siver already, we've mentioned her. Hey, Catherine Brunt, good new ball bowler. Um, uh, Barbie Devcham. Yeah. Outstanding. Plus, you got Annabelle Sutherland, who I really am a massive fan of. You probably already worked that out, mate. <laughs> I, I just think she's going to be. I don't like. You don't like to put pressure on on players, but I, I see a lot of Elise Perry about this young girl. I really do because she's very correct with the stick in hand. Yeah. Bowls very well. I, I really do, and um, just got a you know good stable um, head on her. There, she just she knows the game for a young player so well. And I really want to see her do well, and I think she can do well. So, um, yeah, and Trent, it's, it's, it's a big challenge for Trent too. He's, you know, he's, it's probably his first really time that he's coached a, 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 a female side. Of course, he's got such a great track record as a. He's almost the, the batting whisperer, isn't he? Yeah. He's, got some, he's done some great things with the likes of Dave Warner, Steve Smith, uh, Kane Williamson, Virat Kohli, AB de Villiers. They're just the who's who. So, um, yeah, he'll he'll really. Enjoy, I reckon he'll be up to the challenge. He'll really enjoy it. Um, and the stars, well, they finished eighth last year. Just had the two wins, but they yeah. were better than that, Matt. I, I I called a few of their games last year, and they weren't too far off it. So for me, I think the stars will make their way up the ladder. Whether they can get into semi-final contention, time will tell. Time will tell, and it's time for us to have a quick breather, Robbie. But when we come back, the grand finale, the segment that people around the world have been waiting for, it's Matt's Mailbag, and we will get into it in just a moment. Hi, this is Danny Wyatt. I'm letting you know about Roadside Reviews, the greatest cricket books ever written, reviewed on the side of the road by Matt Fiction and Matt Alice. Check it out today at thecricketlibrary.com. Hope I get one. Well, Robbie, I've not been able to get to the mailbox myself, but I understand there's something has filtered in for Matt's mailbag, the very first edition of Matt's Matt's mailbag on the Cricket Library Weekly. What have you got for us? Well, we have, Matt, and we will do certainly endeavour to reply to all our um, correspondence that comes our way. But for mine this week, 
which had a a lovely card uh, from uh, a Matt from Orange in in uh, Central West New South Wales. And what really sort of got me too, just a beautiful on picture on the um, on the postcard of uh, Blows Conservatory, which of course is in Cook Park, right in the centre of Orange. Oh, it is and, too. Um, yeah, yeah, beautiful. If you if you can look, if you can get a good day in Orange, which let's be honest, it, like a bit few and far between at times, <laughs> it can get a bit cold there, but. Um, hey now, anyway, Robbie, didn't um, didn't the Sydney Thunder play Hong Kong at Wade Park did. Orange? Correct. And <laughs> just on that talking about Wade Park Orange, um, I believe the um, high performance centre there is just about finished too, which is going to be fantastic for all uh, young uh, male and female cricketers as we come through the system. Oh, um, absolutely! A, a first class facility down there, Wade Park Orange. I, I love that cricket ground and. Nazaka Khan, one of the highlights of that game uh, from Hong Kong, bringing up 100 in that second T20 game against uh, the Thunder there. Uh, High-quality stuff. Uh, Now, anyway, sorry, back to the postcard. I'm just just racking my brain trying to think if I actually know anyone down that way that would would, uh, take the time to drop us a note. Yeah, well, Matt Matt from Orange, and in fact, he's got two... Questions for you, Maddie. Hang, so, um, <laughs> Hang on a yeah, minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah, this is part of the reason that it, it sort of caught my attention. This one, I'm going to, I'm actually going to ask the, the second question first, just to sort of mix it up a okay. bit. So, so here we go. I'm bracing um, myself here. Uh, g'day, Matt and Robbie. Um, love the M fiction haiku poem. Okay. Just wondering if this is the famous M fiction. Who does the roadside reviews? Keep up the good work, Matt from Orange. Yes, I can confirm. Uh, people, people who do subscribe to the Cricket Library YouTube channel, um, our resident cricket librarian Matt Fiction uh, did a little series called Roadside Reviews, um, the greatest cricket books ever written, reviewed on the side of the road. So he he was kind of touring around last summer and. Uh, yep. For his plan B, Stop, Revive, Survive, he'd do these little video reviews from the side of the road. So, yes, uh, his project his project this summer has been uh, putting together some some haiku poems for the Cricket Library YouTube channel. So, good pickup. That is a yeah. very good pickup from uh, Matt, Matt from Matt. Orange there. I reckon Matt, Matt from Orange might have worked out too. One of those videos I did watch on YouTube. Oh, Matt got his vehicle burnt out. So <laughs> no wonder. No wonder he's not on the road anymore. He's, uh, he's, he's, I think he's still he's stuck in the library. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> is. Matt. Uh, our second question, right, now, Robbie. There was two questions. Yeah, there was two. And look, this one this one could be could test you a bit. And there could be an element of awkwardness about it. But I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> oh, so, so Matt Matt does want to know. Hey Matt, uh, what is your top Four for the WBBL. Oh, and more yeah. importantly, who is the wooden spooner? Oh, he has got oh, oh, for those that know me well, if, yeah. there's a, if there's a fence to sit on, I'm parked right in the middle of it. Okay, so so in yeah. my, so what I'm going to do here is. Um, this, oh, this how is... about how about you answer maybe the first part of the question, which is has a lot more element of positivity about it, which is what this podcast is all about. Give us your top four for the WBBL, Matt, and 
And let's 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 just let's leave out the wooden spooner. Yeah. Uh, well, unless you want to, well, feel free to. I really You're probably going to alienate yourself from uh, one of the eight sides in the uh, WBBL, but that's that's your choice. Yeah, and, and I dare say when we're calling them for a chat, um, mm. their first question to me will be: So, how do you feel about uh, ranking us last uh, now that we're sitting third on the ladder? Um, anyway. Um, Disclaimer here. Top four, come on. Disclaimer here. Sydney Thunder will be in every top four of every prediction I ever make. So Thunder are a lock. Yep. Um, they need three more. Sixes are a lock. Um, right. Scorchers are in. Yeah. One more. We are going to lock in the. We are going to lock in. Now this might shock some people. Um, because they were eighth last year. Yeah. Oh no, I don't. Oh, I'm I'm locking in no. the stars. The stars are coming forth. Melbourne Stars, the top four. So last. So you've gone. Oh, no, no, sorry. Thunder? No, I, I'm 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 slotting in the heat. The heat have to be there. Oh, the heat, okay. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. Stars are fifth. All right. So two Sydney sides, no shock there, and we're going to go with Perth and. Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah. So that All means right, well, that means that the wooden spooners will either be Adelaide, uh, Hobart, Melbourne, or Melbourne. Now there was a third question there from Matt from Orange, but I've, I've really, well, I don't really want to read it out, Matt, because I feel a bit awkward. But um, just PS um, is Robbie Marriott, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was from that was from. That was from Mrs. Matt from Orange. Uh, oh, from I tell you, I, that, no, I, I, I say that one in jest. So, yes, no. Actually, happily married 29 years on Monday. So, there oh, you go. Oh, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. McKinlay. A big shout yeah. out. A big shout out to, to Mrs. McKinlay for 29 years with Robbie. Uh, thank you for um, setting a standard of excellence. I, I love it. Mm. I, I, I love hearing. Uh, wedding anniversary numbers of that significance. Twenty nine years, Robbie. Well done. Thanks, mate. And um, yeah, and a, and a cheerio to, to Mrs. Matt in Orange too. But hey, Matt, like I said, we will reply to all correspondents. Yep. We will reply. Um, I know we have had a few issues with Australia Post. Someone quite cruelly said snail mail. Oh. If in doubt, if in doubt, you make direct contact through the cricket lobby. But we do prefer the old fashioned way, and this is a big part of it, isn't that? We want to. Get, yeah. Get, put pen to put pen to card. Let's do it. Yeah. One o one R Bungle Gumby Road, Burrabadeen, New South Wales two eight three o is the address for Matt's mailbag, and we'll be answering your questions again next week on the show. Well, Robbie, we are out of time. Our time is up. We've probably gone over time. Actually, we had some technical difficulties oh, well. tonight, didn't we, Robbie? We've had. We did. We've had my uh, my computer just not working to the level that it's it should be for this kind of production, this high-quality production that is the Cricket Library Weekly. A massive thanks to you, our listener, for tuning in. A massive thanks to Matt from Orange for taking the time to shell out a dollar, a dollar ten, uh, plus the price of the postcard. Who knows what a postcard's worth these days? I'm tipping around the $2.50 mark. Um, that is that is an invested listener right there. Please keep those <laughs> postcards coming in. Ha- have a great wedding anniversary on Monday, Robbie, and I guess you and Kath will be watching the Sheffield Shield to celebrate. Yeah, I know. 
She's had 29 years of work. <laughs> she might as well have a bit more. But no, great. Real good fun, that. Hey, and like I say, stay safe, everyone, and keep smiling. Bye for now. <laughs>